Ooh, episode 27, year two of the I Said No podcast. We are here, Steph. We did it. We did it. We did it. I'm so proud of you. You committed to being on the mic biweekly, and you did that. You did that, girl. Year two is something major. We have to step it up a notch. Year one was about teaching people how to set healthy boundaries and say the word no. Say it with conviction. Say it with confidence. And say it with a period or exclamation point at the end. But now, now in year two, we got to do something else. We got we to gotta switch it up. We have to learn how to receive the no. Yeah, that's it. We have to learn that hearing no doesn't mean we're not worthy. We have to know that hearing no doesn't mean that we're not wanted. We have to learn, understand, and comprehend that people are allowed to tell us no, just as we are allowed to tell them no. Yeah, I think that's the route we're going to take. Are you ready for year two of the I Said No podcast? Let's go. Now keep in mind that I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my shit. Beautiful soul unicorns. Nope. It's Stephanie, the life architect. Oh, hell no. How about no? No, 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 no. Hell no. Hashtag ISN pod. Beautiful soul unicorns. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Welcome back to the latest episode of the I Said No podcast. Say it with me now. Hashtag. What is it? ISN pod. I am the life architect. Mm -hmm. I'm the permission giver. I am also known as Mother Unicorn, and I am here to help you help me help the world. Does that make sense? If it doesn't, it does to me. Hello, boys. Hola, papis. Hello to all my fellas listening, tuning in for the first time or tuning in over again and again. I am so glad that you are here. All of my ladies, where my girls at? From the front to back, is you feeling that? Throw one hand up. Can you repeat that? Yes, 702 references here, all the time up in here. Hey, girls. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey, girl. Hey. Say it back. Mm-hmm. Hey, girl. How are you? How's your soul doing? How's your heart doing? How's, how's, how's your mind doing? How's your emotions doing? What's going on? We are about to hit the last fall and winter season of the decade. 2019 ends. It wraps up. A 10-year span. We are in the last fall and winter season of the year and the decade. How are you feeling about it? Did you know it? Did you realize it? Did you know 2020 starts a new decade? Mm-hmm, it does. I want you to know that I am already excited about what 2020 has to offer. And no, 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 I'm not rushing it. I am just extremely aware of the possibilities that are on the horizon for me, for you, for us. I'm extremely aware of the magic that you and I possess. As I always say, you are magic wrapped in flesh and I am magic wrapped in flesh. And when we combine magic, hell, sometimes when we combine flesh, magical, mystical things start to happen. And I want you to start living in the magical flesh that you have. I want you to look down at yourself, look at your arm, look at your leg, look at your hands, look at your body in the mirror, stand bucket naked and look at all the magic from the front to back, whether you got six pack ads, whether you got a food pie, whether you have birthmark 
marks and scars that you don't like, whether you have stretch marks, whether you have tone and, and, and body mass that is just tight and right in your opinion, or whether you're full of flab, whether you love your skin tone or don't. I want you to know that you, you are tuned in here for me to remind you that you are magic wrapped in all kinds of beautiful flesh. Can we take a deep breath together? Let's inhale through the nose. Hold that for a second. Ooh. Let's exhale together one more time. Let's inhale deeply through the nose. Gratitude. Let's inhale all of the things we love about life. Mm-hmm. Let's exhale now all of the things that we can release that life holds for us that is no good for us. Yeah. Let's feel our heartbeat when we do our one last breath together. Put your hand, right hand, on the left part of your chest. Get silent and breathe. Ooh, yeah, right at that cubicle, right in that truck, right in that car, release and feel your heartbeat. That's where life is. Life is inside that chest. The magic that I speak of inside that flesh, mm-hmm. it is right in, in that chest. It is reflected. It is reflected in that heartbeat of yours because your heart beats, because your heart beats, you are able you are able, you are able, my beautiful soul, to provide a blessing to someone else. And even when your soul leaves the flesh, you are still in the afterlife, able to provide magic to those who experienced your flesh and have remnants of what you left behind. How you feeling about that? Good? All right. Let's get on with the show, shall we? I am still on a high from ISM Pod Live. Yes, the last time you heard from me when I recorded Megan's Knees was the last episode prior to my live show in Brooklyn, New York. We shut down Bushwick, y'all, didn't we? Mm-hmm. We had a really, 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 really good time. And when I say I'm still on a high and it's been about two weeks now, I really, really mean it. I am floored. I'm in awe of you all. Every one of you that purchased tickets, every one of you that showed up and showed the hell out. I mean, y'all showed up and showed the hell out. And I am, mm -mm -mm. words cannot express the level of gratitude I have for you for showing up for me. And not only did you show up for me, you showed up for yourselves. You showed up ready to participate. And some of you took the stage and some of you danced and some of you had cocktails and you all sang along with me and you all provided me feedback about what you enjoyed most about the show. And I am... I'm in love. I'm in love with the vibe we create, the magic we create when we are together. My platform is inclusive. My platform is not just about me. My platform is about you. And it's important for me that you know that every time I do something and then produce something, especially when you have um, paid your money and you have traveled, you have traveled to see me. It's not just about me shining my ego down on you. No, mm -mm. It's about me uplifting you, you uplifting me, you teaching me, me teaching you. I'm learning from you. You're learning from me. It's about me giving my platform to you. One thing I learned from Oprah Winfrey is she happily, humbly gave up her stage. The reason we have Ayanna Van Sant and Dr. Phil and Dr. Oz and a few other people is because when they came on her show, she literally would sit in the audience in the first row and allow them to blossom and bloom allow them to spread their magic and she never once said this is my show what about me she would happily literally turn over her successful hour to this person that she believed in so much and I learned from that I learned that 
There is nothing about me that 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 diminishes when I shine a light on someone else. My candlelight does not burn out if I shine a light on someone else. And, you know, I'm only here because someone allowed me to take the stage. Someone encouraged me to be a gift to the world. And I want to make sure that I do that to you. And so I'm glad that Coffee with Curls, BJ from Change the Subject, um, my makeup artist and event sponsor, Janae Booth, took the stage. I'm honored that Dion came on the stage and let everybody know that she's a photographer. First of all, let's talk about Dion and BJ traveling from Detroit. Let's talk about that magic that someone actually took the time to take a road trip to come to Brooklyn to see me. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about how Coffee with Curls and her podcast is also called Coffee with Curls flew from Houston, Houston, Texas, got on an airplane to come to Brooklyn, New York to see me. Let's talk about Tanisha. Mm-hmm. Poet extraordinaire, author extraordinaire, mm-hmm. Queen Poison on Twitter. Let's talk about how she also came from the D.C. area to come see little old me. Let's talk about how we are we are branching out, though. I love my New Yorkers and you guys will always be in my heart. Always be. I'm a New Yorker, honey. You already know New York in the house, New York, born and raised. I love my people. But one of my goals is to make sure that every time I do something, my audience expands. I do not. I'm going to say this once and for all, hell ain't going to be once and for all. You know, I'm going to say it again. I do not want to keep having events where the same people come over and over again. I love loyalty. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. I, however, want to expand and grow. And you cannot expand and grow if the same 20, 30, 40, 50 people keep coming to your events or only the same 20, 30, 40, 50, 100 people are the only ones who listen. Again, there's nothing wrong with that. You have to reward your loyal supporters, which I do and will continue to do. But you were not always a loyal supporter. You had to press play for the first time. You had to buy a ticket for the first time. You had to watch. You had to read um, a post for the first time. You had to participate participate for a first time. And then you became a loyal, beautiful soul unicorn. I want to expand our unicorn universe. I do. And it's important for me that I grow and I evolve and you grow and you evolve. So no, I'm never going to turn away my loyals. Absolutely not. You will be VIP. I will never forget the people who were in the room when no one else wanted to be in the room. I will never forget the people who press play when no one else wanted to press play. However, I want us to expand and give this knowledge and magic to other people and encourage them to press play and encourage them to show up and encourage them to buy a ticket and encourage the platform that I have that I'm allowing myself to remove my ego from and put you on so that those new people in the room can also get to see you. You see how that work? Full circle. Boom. I loved ISM Pod Live. I loved it so much. And and let me address this really quickly. Let me just drop that elephant noise right quick because it is a big pink elephant in the room. No, I am not airing it. Many of you thought this episode was going to be the ISM Pod Live episode. Absolutely not. Your absentee needs are not my responsibility. Mm-mm. No, and this is not shade toward anyone who did not come. That's how you choose to take it. That's your business. Work that out and let that sizzle in your spirit. That's not what this is. This is me valuing the people who made the effort to go one step further and show up because they could for whatever reason or wanted to. Maybe you didn't want to. That's fine. Everything's not for everybody. But for those who attended, they, in my opinion, deserve to be treated like VIP because they showed up and showed out like VIP. So 
when I'm getting asked, which I'm getting asked a lot, and I'm grateful for your interest, are you going to air the show? No, I'm not going to air the show on a free platform. If you missed Baychella when Beyonce took over Coachella, if you missed Baychella when you wanted to see it, you had to pay for it. I am not okay with living in a world where everyone consumes my talent for free all the time. This episode takes time to record and edit every Instagram video, every every webinar, every coaching call, every post, every everything takes time, effort, and I don't put out BS in my opinion. And in some of your opinion, obviously, right? From what you tell me and your press and play. I'm not just here talking about celebrity fodder and doing the easy stuff that a lot of people are doing. And they're doing it well, more power to them. But I'm actually taking time to cultivate content that is tangible and that give you tools um, to help you through your actual life. Whether they're funny and Megan's knees kindy or Megan's knees kindy, Megan knees kind of of fun and jokes and fodder or we're really getting down to the nitty-gritty and talking about life things I am a talent I know my worth and I know the worth of the people who show up for me so yes they're going to get their free link of the show as a thank you and some other things and if you want to hear it you may have to pay for it um, with my subscription service on Patreon that is available and the link will be in my show notes if you want to hear it and just have exclusive content for me in general additional episodes of this lovely podcast video content monthly coaching calls on the phone and monthly monthly coaching calls on uh, on video and discounted merch and etc, etc. You're going to have to start paying for it. I am, I'm worthy. I'm worthy of a fee attached to my magic. I'm worthy of a fee attached to my magic. And many of us pay for many things. But when it comes to our own, we like to say, eh, I can just hear it for free. I can see her for free on the gram. I can hear her for free bi-weekly Thursdays on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. And you know what? You're right. You're going to continue to have that option, but you will not have access to everything. If you wanted to see Baychella, you had to pay for it. And for those of you who said, what you mean pay for it? I saw it on Netflix. Excuse me. You subscribe to Netflix. Hello. You subscribe to Netflix. You pay either, what is it, $9.99, What's the price now? I don't even know. It just automatically comes out my account. Whether you're bootlegging someone else's subscription, somebody paid for you to see it. And if you waited till you saw it on YouTube, that's your business too. What I'm not going to do is remove my belief in exclusivity. Mm-mm. I believe that if people show up, they should get more than the people who have not. And again, it's not shade that you didn't show up. And you know what? I'm going to stop saying that. I I don't have to have disclaimers. I said what I said because I know what it is and I know what it ain't. And it ain't that. It ain't that. It's just not that. So what it is is what I said. I said what I said. I love what I said. I love who showed up and I love who didn't. I just want you to know that I am assessing what I do. I'm assessing how I do it, and I also am valuing myself after the assessment. And the feedback that you give me, which I love, the conversations that we have, the many a nights that I'm up until I don't know how how late, giving free virtual coaching, essentially, unofficially, your problems, your comments, your, your advice needs in my DMs, in my emails. This stuff takes time away from my family, my life. And yes, I'm choosing it. I'm choosing to do it. 
So I shouldn't complain or or I'm, I'm not going to complain about what I'm choosing to do. I'm just changing how I do it. I am still going to be available. You will still have free content from me. But when there are live shows, when there are exceptional videos, when there are things that took me time, effort, money, I am going to invest in myself by asking you to invest in me. Is that all right? Is that all right? And guess what? If it's not all right for you, that's still all right for me. I love you for listening. And I'm so glad that you are here with me on I Said No, the podcast. Shout out to DJ Gowen. Let me tell you something. I told y'all he played no games on the ones and twos. Did he not? Ciao. His set. Ooh, wait till next year. We already have the date, 8-29-20, Saturday. It will be the weekend before Labor Day. ISM Pot Live will be the weekend before Labor Day weekend. I heard y'all. I hear you. You said I had plans. It's the last official holiday for the summer. I'm going away with my family. I'm going away with Bay. I'm going away with the girls. I would love to come, but I'm going to need you not to have it on a holiday week. I got you. We going a week before Labor Day in New York in 2020. We, I got you. And DJ Go Win, Got Willing will be there again to shut it down. We're going bigger. We're going better. And it's going to be hashtag ISM Pot Live and friends. Mm-hmm. I learned a lot from this, 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 this event. I learned a lot from this event. And what I learned is I like to have dialogue with people that I find interesting, with people that I enjoy their company, with people that I believe have something to say. So I am going to make it officially ISM Pod Live with friends instead of just pulling people on the stage. Yes, you will still have me. And I heard you too. You asked if I can go a little bit longer. I got you. I got you. I got you. We're going bigger and better. Possibilities are endless. Once you do what you think you can't do, once you do what you're scared of doing once you show up and stand in bravery honey <laughs> you like okay it, 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 I, I, i'm gonna do this i got this i got this and yes it's stressful yes it's an anxiety filled month for me prior to an event and i did this i whipped it up in like two months which is insane but this time i have the knowledge of what i want to do better what can be done better how can it expand? How can it grow? How can I work smarter, not harder? And we're going to do that. We're going to do that. We're going to do that. Enough about ISM Pot Live. Just know that I'm still grateful and I'm still on a high from it. And I cannot wait to do it again with all of you. So can we switch gears really quickly? Mm-hmm. Can we switch gears really quickly? I'm not going to be before you too long. I just wanted to talk to you really quickly. I say quickly and then I'll be on here all night with y'all. You see, you know, I'd be lying. I just wanted to talk to you about forgiving yourself. I wanted to address forgiveness of oneself. And before we do that, of course, we have to define what forgiveness means. Is everybody ready? According to Merriam-Webster's dictionary, to forgive means to cease to feel resentment against an offender, a pardon, to grant relief from payment of... How many people today need to grant themselves relief of the payment of what they've done? How many people listening need to cease to feel resentment against an offender, meaning themselves? The offender is you. How many people need to grant relief to themselves about the vicious cycle of unforgiveness they have to themselves. How many people need to forgive themselves for what they did when they were in search of love? 
forgive themselves for when they were in search of matter, of worth, of finances, of security, of safety, of connection. How many people need to forgive themselves for all of the, the mistreatment of their body, the mistreatment of their mind, soul, and heart, the mistreatment of others, the mistreatment of their finances? How many people need to forgive themselves for giving up on themselves? How many people need to forgive themselves for blank? What do you need to forgive yourself for? We've all been there before. We have hurt someone's feelings. We forgot to do something. We said something we feel we shouldn't have said. We've gone too far. We overspent. We stole. We lied. We cheated. We were human beings. We've all been human beings before, some intentional and some not intentional. And you get this lump in your throat. You can't sleep. And all you start doing is replaying the situation over and over and over and over in your head. And all that does is ignite. It, it, it awakens your internal critic and your internal critic is ready, honey. The world doesn't have to tell you anything negative about yourself because you already do that enough to yourself, about yourself, for yourself on a daily basis, several times a day. Is anybody, is anybody in agreement with this? If so, let me know. I'll keep going. We stew. We stew constantly and it's not productive. Stewing is definitely not a productive way to cope. And as difficult as letting go might seem, letting go of the guilt and shame, we have to. We have to. We have to start to learn how to let go of the guilt and shame. And how do we do that? How do we start to let go of the guilt and shame and forgive ourselves? I think we have to start with remembering that it's okay to feel guilty, Hello, is anybody listening? It is okay to feel guilty. Every emotion we have serves a purpose. Depending on this reason for the guilt, guilt at times can feel and be a useless emotion. Often we feel guilty for things that we should not feel guilty for, things that were beyond our control, things that have actually nothing to do with us, but we are taught and trained to automatically associate guilt to not pleasing someone else. And that also means not pleasing ourselves. When we're happy, it tells us that something is going right and we need to do that again and connect to that source again so that we can always be happy. When we're sad, sad informs us that there is a loss. Mm -hmm. There's a void in some way. You have to start taking guilt as a way to receive information, not to stop you and hinder you. We're already acknowledging that we made a mistake. That's why we feel guilty, right? And guilt lets us know that our actions and behavior conflict with our values and belief. Let me say that again. When we feel guilty, guilt is supposed to let us know that our actions and behavior conflict with our values and beliefs. It's supposed to. Guilt is supposed to help you repair the damage that might remain thanks to our wrongdoing or the quote unquote accident. Guilt definitely serves a purpose. Shame does not. Hello. Is anybody listening? If you're feeling guilty, understand that there's a difference between shame. I already told you that guilt lets you know that your actions or the behavior that you, uh, that you displayed is not in line with your values and belief. However, Shame makes you small. Shame is is way trickier. Shame you feel like you're underneath a pile. Shame you feel like you want to go and hide. And that's what I mean when I say shame makes you small. Shame tells you to go and hide. Shame tells you do not deal with what happened. 
Just don't call anymore. Just go ghost, as people say. Ghost them. Ghost her. Don't text. Act differently. Move differently. Don't speak. Don't say anything. Ignore it. Make it go away. You're wrong. And the only way you can make it go away is not acknowledging and running and hiding. And what shame does is, yes, it tells you to go and run and hide. And it makes you small. And in that, you think it will go away, but it actually it actually makes the situation much worse. Is this making sense to anybody? With that said, I don't want anybody to feel worse about not forgiving themselves. I really wanted you to understand that when you don't forgive yourself, that is because you're experiencing guilt and shame. Okay, when you're not in the mind frame, in the mindset, when you feel like you cannot forgive yourself, there is guilt and shame attached let that marinate. Let that marinate. What are you guilty about? What are you feeling ashamed about that you can't forgive yourself? What is it that allows your inner critic to tell you that you are not worthy of forgiveness from yourself? And if you have a tough time forgiving others, if you have a tough time forgiving others, most likely you don't forgive yourself because you were not bred in a situation where forgiveness bloomed where forgiveness was even seeded, planted, or harvested. You don't even understand forgiveness because forgiveness either wasn't given to you and you don't know how to give it to yourself. Therefore, you have a problem giving it to other people. I always like to be solution-driven, and I've recently had to forgive myself for not acting in a manner that I feel is conducive to the person that I want to be and am working on being continuously. And I had to go back. I had to be my own life coach. I had to sit down and really ask myself what was going on and how do I release this feeling of shame for my outburst? How do I release this guilt feeling? And that's why I had to go back to understand the difference between shame and guilt. And if you'd like, you let me know. You DM me, you reply on Twitter, in the DMs on Instagram, or if you have a platform you're listening on that has a comment section, you let me know if you want a whole episode on guilt and shame and the difference between the two. So as a solution-driven being, I had to ask myself a few questions and I wanna offer these solutions to you free of charge to let you know that there are ways to learn how to forgive yourself and then you can then apply them to forgiving others. Forgiveness is something that has to be taught. Forgiveness is tied to trust and trust is the construction of vulnerability and learning how to read trust is the reconstruction of vulnerability. So if you have to forgive yourself, you don't trust yourself. You did something that you do not wish to do again. You did something that did not benefit you. You don't trust yourself. You have to rebuild your trust in yourself. You have to rebuild the vulnerability construction. That foundation has cracked and it is on wobbly, unsound ground. So when you're feeling that way, what do you do? How do you forgive yourself? So I'm just going to give you a few tools and I'm going to let you go about your beautiful day and you let me know if any of this helped you. I want you to understand that you have to imagine what forgiveness feels like. Let's take that in for a second. This is an exercise you can do for yourself. For those of you who journal, for those of you who prefer to vlog or do an audio note, your journal doesn't have to be with a pen or a paper. What is your learning style? If you're not a writer, there are assignments and journal ways um, and modalities and methods for you. How would it feel to be forgiven? 
What would it feel like for you to forgive yourself? What would it smell like? What would it taste like? What emotions would arise? What actions would you take? How would you feel? How would your day be? How would your day be? This is called scripting, by the way. This assignment is called scripting. How would your day be if you were living a day with self-forgiveness? What would you feel? What would you wear? What song would you listen to? Where would you go? What would you eat? You have to experience forgiveness, by mapping it out, if that makes sense. You have to script it. Because your inner critic is reigning supreme and you don't know what forgiveness of yourself feels like, you have to write the script. Put your acting hat on. What would I do if I were to forgive myself today? Where would I go? Who would I see? What what would I smell like? What would I wear? What nail polish would I be? What haircut? What fitted would I have on? What suit would I have on? What would I eat for the day? Imagine what forgiveness would feel like. Articulate that to yourself. Again, if you don't write, then don't write. Sing it. Record it. If you're, if you're a creative that loves melody, record it. Make a song about it. If you're a, a, a visionary where everything is in your mind, think about it. Visualize it. Manifest it. What would forgiveness feel, be, taste, and see for me? You have to, have to, have to, have to, have to, have to. This one is so important. You have to take the lesson out of the mistake, out of the situation. And this was huge for me. While I was beating myself up and my self-critic, my inner self-critic was cursing me out, telling me how far I've come, how dare I go back, how dare I go back. I had to tell it to shut the fuck up. Because I know that there's a learning lesson in this situation that I am in need of forgiveness for? What is the point of this guilt I'm feeling? Will this guilt change how I move in the future? So what I'm feeling guilty about, will I do it again? Why do I feel what I feel in the moment? Why did I feel what I felt in that moment? You have to start asking yourself questions so that you can learn from the mistake. You hear me say, assess, 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 assess. You got to assess, beautiful soul. Are you going to assess? Ask yourself, Am I learning from this? And what am I learning from this? You have to. It's, it's extremely important. Also, next one, you have to be patient. Oh, my goodness. <sighs> if the incident happened last night, last month, last year, everybody's timeline is not yours. You have to be willing to be patient. And this is often the hardest part for everyone because patience is just difficult because we want what we want. Right now, we feel embarrassed and guilty and we want these feelings to go away. We don't want to feel shame anymore. We want to rush our feelings. But what I have learned about my feelings is that I have to be a good host to them, not just the not just the happy feelings. What I've learned about my feelings is I have to be a good host to them, not just the happy feelings, the ones I want to keep around, but also the feelings that don't feel good. I have to be a good host to them. Why? Let me tell you, if you try to rush those feelings away, what you resist will persist. You have to allow a natural even flow or else you will be emotionally constipated and ain't nobody got time for emotional constipation. It'll be all backed up because you're trying to push it out, push it down and it's not ready yet. 
It hasn't been assessed yet. It hasn't been visualized yet. You haven't asked it what it's here to teach you yet. You haven't even decided what it'll look like not to be there yet, yet you're trying to push it away. I am a host to all of my emotions. If I am down, I am down. If I am crying, I am crying. I have to let it run its course. Allow your emotions to run its course. Be patient. And in the patience, this is when you're doing the work. This is when you're doing the work. This is when you're seeing what forgiveness would feel and taste like. This is when you're asking where the lessons are coming from. That is the point of the patience. And it took me a long time to get it. And hell, in the moment, I still didn't get it recently. And I had to be like, girl, calm down. It just happened like yesterday. You're not even through step two and you already wanted to be like step 10. This is a 12 step program here. Forgiveness is not something that comes easy for you, Stephanie, and that includes forgiveness of yourself. I had to learn how to be patient. I couldn't rush my feelings, and you most certainly cannot rush your feelings because when you do so, they become squatters. Mm-hmm. Your emotions be like, I'm going to sit right here and bond you up. You're going to be emotionally constipated until you understand that I'm going to leave when I am ready. So be a good host to it. What are you here to teach me? Let me let you out. I can miss a few events. I can log off my phone. I don't have to see what the world is doing and compare my life. And I don't have to post a post about me pretending that I got it together. I don't have to post a meme That really has nothing to do with how I'm really feeling. Or I don't have to put all my business out in the street. I can take a break from the world. Or if I'm fine enough where I don't have to take a break from the world, I can still move. Whatever works for you. When you need to be patient, whatever works for you. I know that I need to unplug and really get silent. And really allow myself room to hear the answers to the questions that I'm asking. So I don't need outside noises and influences and references. I personally don't need that when I'm trying to assess. So for me, I unplug and remove remove myself. And there's a difference between unplugging and allowing shame to make you small and run. This is by choice. This is not because I'm hiding. There is a difference. So you have an option to either move how you're moving if you can, because not everybody needs to go in silence. Everyone has their different ways of coping and doing. But if it's a healthy coping that leads you to patience, then so be it. Be patient. Because when you're not patient, again, your feelings will squat. And we want to visit in this I need to forgive myself place that ends up being healthy because we learn from it. We need to visit this place. We need to vacation in this emotional space. We do not need to buy property in this emotional space. And when we try to force our feelings away, when we try to rush them away, this is when your inner critic is out here buying mortgage in your emotional space, out here living rent-free up in your brain because they done took over. They done bought the whole house. They done bought the whole land, the backyard. They got the inner critic kids swinging in the, in, in the swing in the front yard. They got the pool in the back. They digging ground. They got inner critic barbecues happening in the summer. In the winter, they got inner critic fireplaces starting with the hot cocoa because you didn't allow it to pass the way it needs to pass. Oh, child, this next one, Jesus Christ. When I say this one hurts me, Because before you even get to apologize to someone, including yourself, you got to understand that a lot of your embarrassment and a lot of your forgiveness for yourself is based on other people's opinions. Oftentimes, 
a lot of the things that we're embarrassed about is because of what we believe other people will think about us. We believe other people will shame us. So we beat them to the punch and shame ourselves. We didn't really really think what we did was that bad. But if someone saw us with him, if they saw us with her, if they saw me on video yelling, if they saw me, if someone posted this, what would I do? If someone knew me, if this ended up on the shade room, how would I feel if the world attacked me for being who I was in the moment? We can't change other people. We can't change other people. We have to let go. And this is a major step. Let go of worrying about other people and trying to change other people. And that is a huge component in self-forgiveness. Releasing the need to change how other people see you, change how other people move, change how other people act, change what other people would say, change how other people would judge, change how other people would, change how other people would, and change how other people would. Other people's opinion can only hold so much weight in your life. Their opinion is actually really a part of your forgiveness and solution. Their opinion is really a part of any solution. We have to let go of the thoughts and opinions of others and stop trying to change the thoughts and opinions of others. Is any of this making sense to anybody? I'm just going to give you a few more and then I'm going to let you go about your beautiful day. Is that all right? All right. I mentioned the inner critic. I mentioned the inner critic on purpose because this inner little bastard always got something to say. We have to silence the critic. And as I said before, you silence the critic not by putting a, a stop on it. You silence the critic by inviting the critic to tell you what it thinks. What you got to say? What you want from me? We got to have a conversation. Toe to toe, woman to woman, man to man. Is your inner critic your mama? Is your inner critic your pastor? Is your inner critic your ex? Is your inner critic your child? Is your inner critic your abuser? Is your inner critic your younger self? Who is your inner critic? Do you talk to them? Do you address them? You need to. This step is important. Address your inner critic. Have a conversation. You here? You in my head? You in my heart? You taking up residency here? You've taken up my entire being. I might as well have a conversation with you. So what we going to do? Let's sit down. I done cooked dinner in a critic. Let me get you a, get you a plate. Let me sit you down. Be a good host. And let me ask you, what do you need from me? This can help you identify your patterns of self-sabotage and self-sabotaging. Oh, honey, <laughs> your inner critic is all about the self-sabotage. Your inner critic wants you, wants you to dislike yourself. It feeds, it festers off you needing, you needing to shut yourself down, you needing to run and hide, you needing to be full of shame. You have to let this giant know that you are bigger than it. Just because you're smaller in, in theory, you're David to its Goliath. You might be big in my head. You might not let me sleep. You might be consuming all my thoughts, but I am mighty. This is my body. This is my mind. This is my heart. This is my soul. What do you want from me? What is it that you need to teach me? This can actually really boost your confidence, guys, because it boosts minds. I literally will talk to myself out loud. And again, back to the last step, don't let people tell you that you're crazy. Don't let the opinions of others, anyone in your household included, tell you you're crazy. If you're having a conversation with yourself, I will literally ask myself, and I did, what do you want from me? What are you here to teach me? What do you need me to know? What do you need me to know? 
I'm going to say it again. What do you need me to know? And in your inner critic telling you what it believes you should know, then you compartmentalize what it needs you to know. He or she, the voice in your head. Is this agreeable content? Is this disagreeable content? Or is this neutral content? Have a conversation. Is this agreeable content? Is this disagreeable content that you're trying to deliver inner self-critic? Or is this neutral content? Put it in boxes, compartmentalize it, break it down so that you understand where it goes. Because a lot of our thoughts, a lot of our shame, a lot of the things we need to forgive ourselves or think we need to forgive ourselves for are really not our own thoughts. Again, it's your inner critic. It's your mama. It's your daddy. It's your kid. It's that high school bully. It's that ex you want to impress. It's that crush that you don't know ain't got no crush on you. Yeah, it's other people. And this is the point of compartmentalizing and having the conversation with your inner critic. And when you do so, you'll notice when you're being critical to yourself, this compartmentalizing component allows you to say, well, if I'm indifferent about this, that really doesn't matter. And I don't agree with this. So I'll work on that. I'll look at that. And I do agree with this. So this is something we can leave and that's cool or vice versa. It allows you, it allows you to break things down to understand when you're really just being hard on yourself, when your thoughts are really your own or your thoughts are the thoughts of someone else's. Show compassion and kindness to yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Show compassion and kindness to yourself. How do you do that? How do you do that? You do that by treating yourself as if you would treat someone else who needed compassion and kindness, period, point blank, the end. How would you treat a newborn child you saw left and abandoned? What would you do with him or her? Would you swallow them? Would you pick them up? Would you tell them everything was going to be okay? If you saw a child crying, hungry, homeless, lost at a mall, at the store, on a train, on the way to work, what would you say to him or her? If you saw an elder who was hurt and down and needed your help, if you saw someone crying, if you saw someone in need, what would you say or do for that person? Do that for yourself. Show compassion to yourself. Show kindness to yourself. Give yourself permission to be kind to yourself. Tell yourself it's okay not to beat yourself up. Tell yourself it's okay to love you back to life. Tell yourself it's okay to be okay with forgiving yourself. Give yourself permission to forgive yourself. That is how you show yourself compassion and kindness. Last but not least, and this is not all the steps I have. This is just all the steps that I have for today. Take your own advice, Stephanie. Hello. Knock on wood. Take your own advice, Stephanie. It's easier to tell someone, forgive yourself, girl. It's okay. You did what you had to do. That was then. This is now. Love yourself. Show compassion. It's okay to be that person, but it's not okay to be that person for you, but it's okay to be that person for someone else. That's not okay. Does any of this make sense? That is not okay. To be this person for other people and not yourself. It's not okay to tell people and show people compassion and guide people and and be the light for other people. Yet you're choosing to be darkness for yourself. It's not okay. It's not okay. It's not okay. It's not okay. It's not okay to not take your own advice. I don't care if it's easier said than done. It's still doable. Hard doesn't mean impossible. Take your own advice, Stephanie. Take your own advice, ma'am. Take your own advice, sir. If you helped anybody through forgiving themselves or forgiving someone else, then you should be able, you should be able in some capacity to learn how to forgive yourself. 
Should doesn't mean that you should do it alone. That is what help is for. That is what counseling is for and therapy is for and coaching is for. That is what guidance is for. That is what paid help is for. That is what people like myself, professionals like myself, life coaches, counselors, therapists, psychotherapists, social work. That's what it's for. So, yes, when I say you should be able to, if you've ever been able to do it for someone else, that doesn't mean you by yourself. You might be saying, girl, I can't. That's why I'm listening to your show. And that's exactly my point. You should be able to because there are resources available to you, not should be able to all by yourself all the time. Some people can't self heal and that's fine. But there are resources for you. So you still should be able to tap into something that will help you be a light that you are for other people. Take your own advice. Take your own advice. Take your own advice. As this episode comes to a close, I want you to know that forgiving yourself is your birthright. Forgiving yourself is your birthright. Forgiving yourself is your birthright. You don't need anyone's permission to forgive yourself. You don't. But in case you feel that you do, I'm praying that this episode gave you the permission you need to forgive yourself. Whatever you did, you're not currently doing. And if you're currently doing it, you don't have to continue doing it. You did what you felt you had to do. You did what you needed to do. You did what you wanted to do. Ultimately, you don't have to do it again. If it hurt you or hurt other people, you're allowed to give yourself permission not to be that person. Forgiving yourself is a necessary part of Life. Forgiving yourself is a necessary part of life. You deserve forgiveness. Most people seek forgiveness of others, but never forgive themselves. If you have trouble with forgiveness, you need to look inward. If you have trouble with forgiveness, you need to look inward. You need to get to the root. Too many of us are constantly cutting branches off the tree of emotional wounds, but yet we never want to pluck it up from the root. The the leaves will always grow back. The branches can always grow back. They will come back next season stronger, brighter, bigger than ever because they're not being plucked at the root root the whole goddamn tree up forgive yourself learn that you deserve forgiveness learn that forgiveness is your birthright and take action on your birthrights take action on your birthright beautiful soul my mystical magical unicorn take action on your birthright and one of those birthrights is forgiveness i say no i say no i say no to not forgiving myself Say it with me. I say no to not forgiving myself. I say no to not forgiving myself. Today, we stand as a beautiful soul unicorn unit. We stand together and we say no to not forgiving ourselves. Thank you so much for listening to the latest episode of I Said No, the podcast. As usual, you know that I'm glad that you are here. Please comment, rate, and subscribe on every platform you listen on. Make sure you share this and every episode that you love on all of the social media platforms you're on using the hashtag ISMPod. I'm going to leave you now with one of my favorite moments from ISMPod Live. Thank you for listening.